Welcome back to a Christmas episode of CT Real Estate Radio. Chaz Cook and Rob Wallace of the One Team at William Ravis here with you, joined by Brian Skelly, the mortgage guru from William Ravis Mortgage. And in a little bit, Byron's going to be popping by. I think he had to finish up some last-minute shopping here on this Saturday, uh, right before Christmas. How's it going, gentlemen? You guys all done with your shopping? Uh, I guess not, but <laughs> last minute always. Typical, typical man. Good last yeah. minute yeah, last shopping. Minute. Yeah, a couple need a little more stocking stuffers, but I'm almost done. That's me too. I got stocking stuffers. I'm actually gonna uh, head out right after the show here and stop by and grab those and get a couple last minute like cooking things. But then otherwise, I'm I'm good. And you know what? I'm I'm really happy about. I uh, I didn't have to order anything off Amazon. I kept everything local. Wow, nice. That's Perfect. hard to do. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, Chris, you, you have ideas for things, and it's like, where do you go to find it? Right, you go to Amazon, yep. it shows up at your house in 24 hours. Exactly. Uh, but I was able able to keep it local. You know, headed over to my favorite store, the Bowerbird. There you go. Nice. Some good stuff there. And uh, well, I'm not going to say too much in case uh, my wife is tuning in out there. So <laughs> she knows I went to the Bower River. Oh, that's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've got some exciting news here as we get ready to close out 2023 in the world of interest rates. We are at a 17-week low. Is that accurate, Brian? Uh, according to Freddie Mac, yeah, mortgage rates lowest they've been in 17 weeks. Wow. And what? So what do we sit at currently for the 30-year? All right. So according to the weekly survey by Freddie Mac, this was the second week that we were under 17, under 7%, and it was over 7% for 17 weeks. So actually, uh, now I think about it, I, think, I guess that means we're at a 19-month low. 19, 19 weeks. Huh. Man, I can't talk today. So that's going to be five months. Too much eggnog egg last night. <laughs> Tis the season. 17 consecutive weeks over 7%, followed by two consecutive weeks under 7%. Let me give you some numbers. The Freddie Mac uh, weekly survey on Thursday was at 6.67%. The Mortgage News Daily on Friday was at 6.66%. So both right in the mid sixes, mid sixes. Um, now, the interesting thing is, a lot of the major banks and real estate companies are coming out with their forecasts right now. Right. And so the people that were like typing up these forecasts, they were writing them up like three weeks ago. And so things have improved a lot in the last three weeks. So several of the major banks, like what they were forecasting rates to be at the end of 2024 is actually like what the rates are right now. What they are right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's really improved a lot. Uh, just to give you some more numbers, uh, in October, the average rate was around 8%. So uh, let's take a look at some monthly payments here. So on a uh, 350 loan at 8%, not including taxes and insurance. You guys want to you want to take a off the Wait, off three, the cuff? Three hundred fifty thousand loan 350 at 6.66 6. at 8%. We're going like, to do the 8% oh, rate at 8%. first. Uh, I'm going to go with three thousand dollars. Uh, probably with the taxes, it would be around three thousand. Without the taxes, it's twenty five sixty eight. Now are we, we're doing this like Price is wow. Right style, right? Closest without going over. Closest. Okay. Right, I didn't. Uh, right, so I jumped right the gun. Rob, I didn't yeah, let Rob's Rob's get, get in on this. That's right. We're gonna. You're gonna have another opportunity to One play. Dollar. You're gonna have another opportunity to play. One dollar, Rob. One dollar, Rob. <laughs> three oh. All right. So that was at eight percent. Twenty five sixty eight. All right. So contestants, what do you think at the current average rate of six point six six, according to Mortgage News Daily? Same three hundred fifty thousand dollar loan amount. So again, loan amount. This might be a maybe a four fifty house or five hundred thousand dollar house, but they mm -hmm. decided to get a mortgage for three fifty. Mm -hmm. Six point six six. What do you think the monthly payment is 
Was twenty five sixty eight? Was twenty five? No calculators. No calculators. trying to pull out the calculators. Uh, I'm going to go with twenty one thirty three. Twenty one thirty three. You're closest without going over. So you got to guess low. So we are. You know what? I'm going to go with twenty three oh one. Twenty three oh one. All right. You could have gone one dollar over Chaz. It would have been real prices right. <laughs> Savage style. Next time he's going first, he was, and I'm he was, he was yeah. gentle he, off of my. You know. he, was, he was gentle on you. He was gentle on you. All right, actual payment. What's the actual price on that showcase box? <laughs> on that three hundred fifty thousand dollars single family home in the great state of Connecticut. And a new car. <laughs> uh, uh, the actual payment, principal and interest, not including taxes, insurance. Uh, twenty-two forty-nine. Oh, uh, winner, winner! Twenty-two forty-nine. So wow. we've so basically this is pretty pretty big deal. From October to December, uh, we've seen the monthly payment on three fifty loan is going down by three hundred and eighteen dollars a month. That's huge. Three thousand eight hundred twenty-five dollars a year, almost four grand a year. Yeah, that is absolutely uh, wow. massive, especially for let's say first-time homebuyers or if you need some like buying power leverage mm -hmm. uh, to be able to compete in this market. But you're right, just I was looking it up while you were going through the numbers there. So Fannie and Freddie, uh, this was before, again, we saw like the consecutive rate drops. They were expecting a average rate of 6.7 for 2024 and 6.2 in 2025. Uh, so yeah, pretty, we are, we are under that quick. already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but So the 6.66, just to clarify, that's on a conventional loan, right? We are actually looking lower than that on an FHA, VA, and Chaffa, correct? Government-backed loan? Potentially, yes. A great question. A reminder, credit rates are going to vary based on down payment and credit score. You know, so if you have True. a great credit score and you're doing 30 or 40 percent down, I mean, I've seen some people getting rates in the low sixes in the, in those types of scenarios. And then also, if you want, you can pay points on top of that to buy the rate down further. So I have mm -hmm. seen some people get rates quoted under six percent. Typically, it's with paying some points. Sometimes it's FHA. And then but also the flip side of that, I've also seen people that have you know, not so great credit scores and their rates are, might even still be in the sevens. Oh, wow. so, okay. you know, it does vary quite a bit. That's the average according to this survey. Um, but yeah, I mean, some people were, I mean, I've seen a couple people get rate quotes under 6% right. last and, week. Yeah. And wow. it, it's, it's great news. I mean, just to kind of like wrap it up overarching, we saw like a person who at a 7.1% interest rate and a buying power of $440,000 now at the 6.6 .6 has a buying power of $440,000. Yeah. So, that's definitely a big jump and and promising as we head into the typically seasonal slower time of year for us. Um, the people who are out there looking can now actually kind of take their time and look and mm -hmm. maybe move up where their search was going, knowing there's not going to be as much competition. They might not be up against three or four other offers. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where things go. I mean, if this there's a lot of optimism right now that this trend is going to continue. And if it does, we'll see a lot more competition. But these things can change quickly. I mean, you look at. In October, everybody was pessimistic. You know, everybody right. was like, oh, it looks bad. Right. You know, inflation's not going Nine down. Nine is coming. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic. When everybody thinks it looks bad, it got better. Right. The same thing could happen. Everybody think it looked good right now. It could get worse again. I mean, how much, I mean, I'm reading a couple articles and they're saying like, how much lower could inflation go? It's pretty low already. Right. Mm -hmm. So you start to see some news coming out in January, February. 
this could go either way. Rates could go up or down. You never know. Quick conspiracy theory here. How much of that do you think is tied into the time of year, the Fed trying to, you know, give people some positive outlook going into the holidays? How much is big media kind of? Our viewers will have to stay tuned after the break. I have lots of things to say about that. Lots of things to say about that. And I've got lots of things to say about Zillow's 10 most popular markets of 2023 because the top 10 list is going to surprise you with how many Connecticut cities made it. And we're going to bring that to you when we come back on CT Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. We are back on CT Real Estate Radio. Chaz Cook and Rob Wallace of the one team at William Ravis, joined by Brian Skelly, mortgage guru of William Ravis. We were just breaking down rates, where we saw them go in the last two weeks. We've seen almost a 50-point 50 50 decrease in interest rates, and we were talking to you about what that in, means in terms of buying power and monthly payments, You know, obviously without taxes and homeowners insurance and all those things. But I posed a question right before the break here, a little conspiracy theory about how much big media is trying to paint this really positive picture after they painted all this doom and gloom for basically the entire fall, and now uh, two days ago being the first day of winter, uh, you know, are they trying to change that perspective as we head into the most challenging season of the year for real estate in a typical market? Absolutely. So let's take a look what's actually moving the needle on these rates. Now, a lot of our listeners um, and a lot of people in general that don't follow this stuff too closely think that the Federal Reserve cutting the rates or raising the rate has a big impact on mortgage rates. And it and it does. Uh, but the Look, take a look at what's happened in the last three months. The Fed has not raised or cut rates at all. Right. And yet we've seen a big movement in the mortgage rates. So why is that? And it has more to do with what people think the Fed is going to do rather than them actually doing it. Hmm. And so what's happened is some of the statements uh, from the Fed in the last three weeks uh, in response to data, uh, like positive news about inflation, and we can talk about what those numbers are, uh, they've made a pretty big pivot pretty quickly and mm -hmm. and what and how they're talking about what they're going to do in 2024. And, you know, initially they were not, the, the word rate cut was not even coming out of their mouth at all, like no, a couple months right. ago. We won't the, be afraid to yeah, continue to they, hike it. Yeah, they're like, we'll wait and see, yeah. don't get excited yeah. yet. And they, yeah, exactly, exactly. Where if you were watching our shows a couple months ago, they were, they were threatening to hike rates if, if things got worse. Mm -hmm. But now they're actually starting to say, well, the the PCE report came out What's the PCE uh, recently. So, um, oh, on oh, the hot seat, Brian acronym, uh, I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but I know what it is. So okay. it's the it's a reflection of the inflation excluding uh, food and energy. So it's it's similar to the CPI report, which is the Consumer Price Index, mm -hmm. but it's uh, comes in a little lower because they exclude exclude food and energy personal costs, which consumption are expenditures. Thank you, thank you. Okay. There you go. We well, see everybody learned something Look on the show that. today. <laughs> All right. So the what happened was it was tw uh, two point nine percent in October, and it went down to two point six percent in November which is getting way down there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's not a lot of room to go much lower than that, but there was a big celebration. The Fed came out. They were all of a sudden shifting their tone. They were very positive. They're talking about rate cuts in uh, 2024. Everybody's kind of, that's in the investing market is throwing a party. Stock market's doing great. The bond market's doing great. Everything's rallying. Mortgage rates are coming down. And now you're starting to see some of these people on social media that talk about this stuff saying like, oh, we're going to see rates in the fives in 2024 mm -hmm. if this trend continues. Mm -hmm. 
And that could happen. Could. Uh, but I mean, like we're saying, you know, inflation can't go much lower. It wouldn't it wouldn't be hard for this to switch in the other direction. Well, really, so. the only thing that could happen is that uh, unemployment could continue to go up once like the seasonal jobs kind of go away. And that could potentially bring it down. That would, right. be, like, that would be good for inflation if that happened. Yeah, that, right. that's a possibility. Um, yeah. But you, you never know. So, I mean, I, I'm always kind of like a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I think all this data points to it being a great idea to buy a home in january right because if you wait till april may i mean it's kind of a lose-lose situation not waiting like if inflation gets worse then the rates will go up or if inflation gets better and rates keep going down then we're going to have tons of buyers trying to buy in the spring right. which is makes it hard to get your offer accepted yeah. the demand on home values which will probably bring rates back up yeah, because right? the the real estate market has been yeah. like the biggest catalyst Home values for, and rates. Right. Yeah, yeah, Rob, yeah. What, what was it like when buyers were making offers last spring? What was uh, what did it feel like? Oh man, it was uh, tough. It was tough. It was tough. Yeah, what, what was happening? Was what was the competition? Tough about it? Yeah, competition. A lot of people. Eight and Multiple ten offers. offers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been very refreshing the last few weeks. I've been pretty busy in December. I mean, some of the reports say, oh, you know mortgage applications are down, but it's like, yeah, it's like December. Mortgage applications right. are always down mm -hmm. in December. Um, but the encouraging thing for me is like, I'll do a pre-approval and the majority of the time people make an offer, it's getting accepted right. and they're getting the house. And, and that, that wasn't happening before. Exactly. I don't know about you, but I've been actually negotiating deals. Right. Like there's actually a leg getting, to stand on. Yeah. yeah. So that um, the difference in that, the rate coming down between that 400 and 440, you know, we know the median sales price in Connecticut is like 393. So call it 400,000. Well, now you're like, oh, I really want this house. There is a couple of other offers. I could push my bid up to 440 and, you know, kind of stay competitive yeah. versus having to be maxed out at 400 with the median sales price being 393. You're like, oh, I have $7,000 in like leverage here. No, right. now I have $40,000 in leverage. So, I mean, I'd like exactly. to see rates stay in the mid sixes, even because I'm concerned if they go down into the fives, it's people are going to get really frustrated. They can't get a house. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. You know, it will free up some of that lock-in effect, definitely, if we do get rates into the, like the mid-fives, high-fives. But to your point, the, like, the pent-up buyer demand is going to outweigh any number of listings that come to the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, if you are thinking about selling in January, you know what you need to do. You need to make sure that your house is nice and toasty. And if you haven't gone down and checked your oil tank and made sure it wasn't all rusty and there was no leaks coming from it, uh, or if there is leaks coming from it, you're going to have to reach out to service station equipment. Uh, you can mm -hmm. reach out to Dougie Braun, the tank man. Uh, 1-800-801-TANK. Have him come out and check out your tank if it needs to get freshened up before you put that house on the market in the winter. I know when I go into a house in, in the wintertime with clients, that's one of the first things we're looking at. What's the furnace doing? What's the oil tank look like? How oh, is yes. it in the basement? How's the heat throughout the house? Mm -hmm. So make sure that those tanks are efficient. Uh, they will come in insane day. They will pull all the permits. They will take out the old tank. They will put in the new tank and they leave the place looking better than when they got there. Reach out to Dougie Brong, the tank man at one 800 801 tank i was actually waiting for the dougie braun tank man <laughs> promotion because i actually have a tank man story for you that happened to me this week you believe do. it or not yeah oh, what do you got what do you got so i'm uh i work you know do the mortgages for william ravis and i'm in a couple of their offices and i'm on the email list so one of the uh real estate agents in the madison ravis office sent out an email and they're like hey does anybody know a company 
that could remove an oil tank. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, and it, the name didn't come to me right away. I'm like, the tank man, the tank the man. I'm like, what's the name of his company? We always call him the tank yeah. man. You, but can, then, you can literally Google a tank man. His his license it, plate says tank man. Oh, so, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I did, I did Google it. And actually, I remembered after about 10 seconds, my brain started working. And I was like, oh, service station equipment yeah. pro. So uh, Dougie Braun, if you're listening to this and you get a uh, call from one of the agents in the Madison Ravis office, uh, I sent you some love, brother. Uh, make sure you take care, good care of them, Dougie. And uh, we wish all the boys and girls over at Service Station Equipment a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yes. So, um, but back to what's going on in the real estate market here. Zillow released a report of the 10 most popular markets of 2023. And to say it put a spotlight on the Northeast is an understatement. But I, you know, I think the 949ers out there aren't going to believe how many Connecticut town cities made the list. What do you think? I was, I was surprised. When I was shocked. Me, yes. And I, you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I was more shocked at what the towns were that made the list. Me too. I'm happy that Connecticut's we're in, in the, the spotlight. spotlight again. We're in the spotlight. Yep. We're in the spotlight. Yep. So we're going to bring you this list starting with number 10 all the way up to number one. And when we do hit one of your Connecticut towns, we are going to let you know what they are looking at for median sales price, number mm -hmm. of homes for sale and days on market so that if you are looking in one of those areas uh, you can make sure to reach out to one of us at the one team one team uh to get set up for a private showing in any one of these towns because there's a lot of activity going on there there's not a lot of inventory and so there is still some competition within these towns but coming in at number 10 one of the new england states concord new hampshire at number 10 and at number nine Newington, Connecticut. All right, so we're in the top 10. We're number nine. I don't mm -hmm. know if we're going to be number one. We'll have to see. <laughs> but as it stands right now for all property types in the city of Newington, their median sales price is $304,750. For single family homes, they're at $330,000. So for them, that is up 11.8%, but that is still $63,000 below the state average for hmm. meeting. Yeah, price. I was actually not surprised to see this one on the list. My brother used to live in yeah. Newington. I've done some mortgages in Newington and it is a pretty affordable community, especially with, you know, prices and taxes in some towns and Hartford County being super hot this year. Yeah. Yes. It's, you know, it's a, what's it? 15 minutes to Hartford from Newington. Probably it's pretty close. Uh, pretty close depending on where you're going. You know, Hartford. median home price under three thirty. Mm -hmm. you know, yep. it, uh, it makes and, sense. And yeah, we've been talking about Hartford County for all year, every quarter they're in that, you know, uh, rising metros conversation. So yeah, when you go and you look at number of homes for sale, so single family homes for sale, this is another big part of it. There's only 28 single family homes for sale in Newington right now. That's down 26.3%. Wow, that's really low. Not a lot of inventory. And across all property types, 39. So that means that there's only 11, wow. whether it be townhouses, condos, multifamilies, mm -hmm. Uh, all those different other types of property types, maybe a mobile home, something like that. Right. Um, well, there's probably new ones coming out all the time, and then they're just kind of flying off the shelves. Well, right? that, yeah. I'm glad you. So we're going to look at their average days on market. Oh, there we go. Uh, so 15 for average days on market across 15? all property types. And wow. for single family homes, 16. That's down 23.8%. So across the state of Connecticut, it's 33. In Newington, it's 16 on single family homes. Wow. That is really fast. I mean, <laughs> that is really fast. So shows the contract just to kind of put that into perspective for the 94 Niners out there. The median shows the contract is 23. So what that means is for 23, every 23 showings, you should receive at least one offer. Yep. Uh, average shows the contract here. 
Yeah, 29.8. So they even went into the decimal there. But yeah, so great job, Newington. We're excited to see you on this list. And that, uh, you know, if you are in Newington and you are thinking about selling, definitely reach out to us uh, so they can help you position your house in the best possible way to get the most value for it. Mm -hmm. Coming in at number eight, Twinsburg, Ohio. I should have played the Skelly Drive through here on his cross country trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't ask uh, me about Ohio. I don't, I don't, I don't tell I don't, the Ohio story on the radio. I'm sure Byron knows everything about their market. So when he jumps on with us in a little bit, we'll quiz him on the Ohio market. But so number 10, Concord, New Hampshire. Number nine, Newington, Connecticut. Number eight, Twinsburg, Ohio. Number seven, Middletown, Connecticut. I'm happy All right. To see this. Yeah, we are back on the list again at number I love seven. Middletown. I, you know, Middletown, what they've been doing to their main street is great. It's I mean, they up and coming, it's, up and coming. I, I love here. it. I, I, I enjoy every time I go out there. So I'm going to give you guys the median sales price across all property types. And then we're going to have to fill you in on the rest of the data when we get ready to come back. But the median sales price across all property types in Middletown is 277,500 on just single family homes. 320,000, which is actually up 5.3%. I was going to say. But again, $73,000 below the state median sales right. price for single family homes. So we're going to give you some more Middletown data as well as let you know what the other two cities that made the top 10 Zillow list for market search in 2023 when we come back on CT Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now, Stimulating Talk. I am joining the fellas here for the second half of the show. I'm Byron Lazine with the one team at William Ravis, along with Chaz Cook and Rob Wallace from the one team. We've got Brian Skelly from William Ravis Mortgage. Uh, I'm sorry I missed the breakdown of the rates. I might make you give me a little recap, Brian, of where we're projected on these rates into 24. I just, I just want to, just want to pick your brain on this. I know you're not a crystal ball, but before we wrap up the show, I might, I might need a little bit more. All right, you. I got, I got some good stuff for you. We'll do a recap for those people who just joined the show. Absolutely. A little recap on rates coming up, uh, where we've been this year, where we're at now, where we're going into the future. I'd love to get uh, a recap on that. I might have a few opinions myself. And we've got those Zillow markets we're going to dive into a little bit deeper as well. But before we do that, let's go to the one team rewind for the week. The one team has sold more homes in the state of Connecticut than any team in the year 2022, as well as year to date here in 2023. It's because of all of our great listeners like you here on 94.9, our clients, friends, and family who have helped us out so much. And of course, it's because of service station equipment and their partnership with us here on real estate radio service station equipment is your residential tank specialist. Make sure that you connect with them for all your residential tanking needs. Ask for the tank man. Dougie will come and get you all situated on whatever it is, getting a tank out of the ground or installing a new one where it belongs in the basement. Uh, service station equipment for all your residential taking needs. 1-800-801-TANK. They sponsor us and allow us to bring you this rewind every single week. Chaz, what do we got for the one team rewind for the week? All right. As expected, a little quiet, but still a lot going on here for the one team. We had two new listings, six under contracts, and three closings. First new listing, 367 mil, Mile Lane in Middletown, Connecticut. Middletown, uh, $185,000 has hit the market for two beds, one bath, 825 square feet. This is a Greg McCarthy listing. I'm not going to go too deep into it because it's already under contract. He had six offers, all of them well over ask price. So wow. he did it. He got it listed. He held an open house. You know, everybody came in. They reviewed the offers with the seller. They selected one, and now they're mm -hmm. off and running. And they will be closing just after the first of the year. So great job, Greg. Way to close out 2023 and set yourself up for 2024. Our other new listing is 371 
Spring Street in Manchester, Connecticut. This hit the market for $299,500. Four bedrooms, one and a half baths, 1,828 square feet, built in 1960. This is a Phil Moon listing, and it's a gorgeous colonial. It just needs a little bit of TLC so you can get in there and make it your own, and you can get a property in Manchester, four bedrooms, one and a half baths for under $300,000. Wow. That just needs some cosmetic work. So you've also got just under three quarters of an acre worth of land, nice level lot there. So if you would like to check that out, you can reach out to Phil at OneTeamCT.com and schedule your private showing of 371 Spring Street in Manchester, Connecticut, on the market for $299,500. Under contract, six of those bad boys. We had under contracts in Groton, Newtown, Middletown, Brookfield, Middletown, and Bristol. Man, I'm talking a lot about Middletown today. Yeah. Closings. Congratulations to all of our buyers, sellers, and investors. We had closings in Meriden, East Haven, and Charleston, Rhode Island. That was a Tina Wozni one, crossing state lines there. So great mm. job, Tina, on servicing your clients in Rhode Island. And that is going to wrap up this this week's One Team Weekly Rewind because we do not have any open houses. I actually got a new list, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Late so, to the party. Let's yeah. Go. So this just uh, came out, I think, two days ago. So 567 Vauxhall Street extension in waterford unit 101 it's a great office space it's commercial um if you're looking for an exceptional opportunity to secure a prestigious office space that combines functionality with prime accessibility this could be a great space for you it's 326 square feet sorry 336 it's a uh, nice office space it's updated so you're kind of becoming like the king of Vauxhall street here king i feel of, like yeah, I, i've heard you drop that, on the one team. You drop that a few times five listings three commercial wow i'm trying so. I love it. I love it. All right. And so we, we had a late edition. 49999. 49.999. What is included with that? <clears throat> uh HOAs are 143 a month, which includes everything exterior. They also have a dumpster on site. This has two entrances, which is great. And it has its own bathroom, which very few of them have. Wow. All right. So you can reach out to rob.wallace at oneteamct.com to schedule your private showing of. 567 Vauxhall Street Extension Unit 101 in Waterford. In Waterford, Connecticut, too. So, wow, beautiful. That is a great deal there if you're looking for office space. All right, right before we hit the break, we were bringing you the 10 hottest markets according to Zillow. Uh, Byron, I'll give a quick recap, and then you can pick it up. Absolutely. Number Let's 10 go. at Concord, New Hampshire. Number 9 at Newington, Connecticut. We brought you their local data. Number 8 was Twinsburg, Ohio. And number 7, Middletown, Connecticut. We were talking to you guys right before the break. Uh, they have a median sales price on single-family homes at $320,000. Uh, homes for sale. Single-family. 49. Down 21%. Wow. Across all property types, they are at... 66 so hmm. maybe a couple condos right maybe a couple multifamilies there nothing crazy mm -hmm. uh their average days on market though 22 so a little bit higher than newington they do have a little bit more inventory right and their shows to contract average shows to contract 21.5 okay so every 21 showings you should be expecting an offer an if offer. the house is priced right uh didn't even take greg that many to get his listing under contract they had about 10 or 12 showings over a weekend six offers selected one he advised his clients and listed it at a good price point. Exactly. Uh, I love it. I, I mean, listen, the Zillow thing here on these towns, you know, dominated by the Northeast and the Midwest is based on these, you know, these interests, people surfing the net. And one of the things, you know, where people keep searching and searching specifically here in Connecticut is that we've had the lowest inventory of the entire country. Mm -hmm. So they just keep hitting that like waiting and banging that search every day, 
you know, the, you know, the Zillow portal every day waiting for something else to pop up. Right. Right. And it's interesting because you would think that with that much activity, that many buyers out there that some people would maybe take notice or hopefully this article and the information we're bringing everybody will help them take notice. Like, Hey, if you live in one of these cities, you're primed right now in the state of Connecticut for, to get, you know, the most value for your home. Right. Well, I, I, it, to me, I think the market is starting to take notice here in Connecticut and just based off of how long people have waited for the rates to make, to make sense of the rates. Now they're starting to say, I need to make that move. I need the bigger house or I need the smaller house, or I just need to do life here. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing a more comfort level. I think you're going to have a, an increase finally in some new listings and inventory data in Connecticut, just based off of people not wanting to wait any longer. The interest rate is certainly much more attractive and, and has a future um, projection of being much more positive. You know, I think we're, I think we're past the volatility outside of some kind of catastrophe recession scenario, which is not in the projections for 24. So, yeah. um, you know, I think you're going to see more listings as early as January. And, and that's the, the conversations I'm having there. There are people making moves right now, Rob, you agree. There's, there's people that are gearing up here for, um, January, February timeframe on, on getting some homes onto the market. Oh yes. Especially with these interest rates going down, hopefully we'll see more sellers hit the market. You know? Yeah. Cause most sellers are going to be buyers, right? That, that's right exactly. That people don't sell to go to become homeless. Yeah. Loosening up the lock-in effect for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd love to see the spotlight on Connecticut. I mean, we do have a great quality of life here, and we got I some love. high taxes, but we've got some emerging yeah. markets too. So. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and uh, that's absolutely true. And and people listen. A lot of people move. You know, the, the whole thing is, oh, everybody's moving out of Connecticut. I talk to a lot of people that move out of Connecticut, and then they're like, you know what? I, I want to go back. My dad's one of them. My father moved, followed me down to, you know. Naples. I have I have a place in Connecticut, so I go back and forth. But he came down oh, to I Naples that story all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, the yeah, time. and he's like, you know what? I I, I want to go back. You know, wow. Florida has become. You think Connecticut's unaffordable? Florida has become extremely unaffordable on the cost of real estate. Hmm. You know, if you're going to live in a one bedroom or something, but to get you want to live on the coast in Florida, you know, Tampa, Sarasota, Naples. Or on the other side, Miami, Lauderdale, Boca, West mm -hmm. Palm. You want to live in one of those key locations. What you get pound for pound in a shoreline town in Florida is dramatically more expensive than what you get pound for pound in a shoreline town in Connecticut. Um, so, you know, you save on income taxes and that. But the cost of real estate, because of the influx in population down to Florida the cost of real estate has just skyrocketed in, wow. in uh, Florida. And so that's where people come down Makes to like, sense. I can't, yeah. I can't get everything I want. Mm -hmm. um, and then they end up wanting to go back in some cases, obviously not all we're talking real estate. We're talking your Connecticut market. This is real estate radio. We're going to get a recap from Mr. Brian Skelly from William Ravis mortgage on where the interest rates are, and maybe where they're heading as well as a holiday draft Chaz is that what I'm hearing a holiday that's, uh, draft? that's what's on the docket all right a holiday, holiday movie draft a holiday movie draft what are the best okay. holiday movies Christmas movies all that when we come back real estate radio 94.9 news now stimulating talk
Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now, Simulating Talk. And Byron Lazine, Chaz Cook, Rob Wallace from the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate, joined by Brian Skelly from William Ravis Mortgage here on this Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday edition of Real Estate Radio. Um, all right, before I get the... Well, I guess before we do the holiday draft, I want to get a recap from Brian and for anybody that missed it here from Brian Skelly on mortgage rates. They've come down considerably from up over 8% just about six weeks ago to where they sit today um, in that six and a half to six and three quarter range. That's according to Mortgage News Daily. Brian, you, you might have some other uh, points on that. Earlier this year, Brian, there was a light switch in January in our market, January when we hit 5.99 for about a day. It's not like it was a long extended period of time. Um, but according to Mortgage and Daily, we did hit 5.99 for, for a moment in time there earlier this year. You know, certainly under 7% to kind of start the year of 2023. And then we saw, you know, another takeoff on rates and um you know you know certainly had a majority of the year up over seven percent and then even over eight now it looks like we're trending back the other direction do we expect to see more positive motion you know downward on the rate in 2024 to help ease the affordability crunch all right so i'm going to give you the quick condensed version here of what's happened in the last 90 days and then i'll give you my Brian Skelly, bold predictions for 2024. Here it goes. So in October, the average mortgage rate was around 8%. We have seen 17 consecutive weeks over 7%, followed by the last two weeks under 7%. Mortgage use daily, 6.66% was their average rate on Friday. Freddie Mac, 6.67% on Thursday. So we've settled in the mid sixes, almost 1.5% below the midpoint. And I was talking earlier, it's really interesting that in October, everybody was pessimistic. They're like, this looks bad, inflation's bad, it, it, like it was doom and gloom. And what happened? Things got a lot better very quickly. Now, uh, and the Fed didn't cut rates. So this is all in reaction to what people think the Fed is going to do. And the speeches they're giving are actually having a bigger impact on the markets than actual changing of the rates. So that's important to be aware of. Now, the Fed has made a pretty big pivot in the last couple of weeks. They're talking about rate cuts in 2024. The bond market has rallied. The stock market has rallied. Everybody's very, um, has rosy, rosy goggles about the future. I've seen some people on social media predicting rates in the fives in 2024. It's been very interesting. A lot of the banks came out with predictions for 2024 in the last couple of weeks, and they were predicting rates in the mid sixes by the end of 2024. And here it is just a couple of weeks later, and we're already at the rates that they were predicting. So here's, here's what I think is going to happen. I think one of two things is going to happen. Some people that are optimistic about rates going down are in order for that to happen, inflation would have to have good news. I, I think if we see positive news on inflation consecutively every month for the next four to six months, rates will go into the fives. Um, but I don't think that's the most likely outcome. I think, think about it when you roll, like if you go to the casino, you, you roll the roulette wheel, your chances of getting on red four times in a row are pretty low. But sooner or later, it's going to hit black. And that's the same thing here. The PCE report went down from 2.9 to 2.6. It's hard to imagine that it's most likely that inflation is going to go down every month for the next four months. So I think at some point we're going to get a spike in rates because we're going to have one month where the news is bad news. 
I think rates will probably stay between six and a half and seven and a half percent for the first half of the year. And then in the long run, I think eventually inflation will continue to go down and we'll have more months with good news and bad it, news. And I think I think we'll end up probably low sixes at the end of the year is my prediction. If you took out shelter, we'd already be under the 2% target. There's a report in the Wall Street Journal last week that had us at 1.6 inflation taking out shelter. The problem is shelter makes up 35% of the CPI. I know you're talking PC, which the, the Fed likes to look at PC, but... Um, the problem with shelter is it's a made up phony number. It's a survey from the eighties, you know, 25% of that 30 or, or the majority of that 35%, 25% of the overall is called owner's equivalent rent. There's a great article in the journal on this, um, that talks about this survey from the eighties being a phony make believe number. They survey homeowners on what they think they would have to rent their house if they were thrown out of the house they own and we're renting it. They're not asking experts. They're not looking at data on a place like CoStar, which is essentially the commercial MLS of, of you know, just to boil it down in layman's terms, CoStar is the commercial ML, all the data of all commercial real estate. Uh, they're not looking at, you know, the trends that are on Zillow where rents have decelerated. Redfin supports that. Realtor.com, apartments.com are all showing rents decelerating across the country. And in fact, year over year, there's some reports that have it in the negative. So there's a chance. I hear what you're saying, Brian. The, the, the conservative bet which you're making is, okay, we're going to get a month or two hiccup um, that the last mile of the fight against inflation might be more difficult than we want or than we hope. Um, but if this lagging data on shelter can start to reflect the reality of what's happening now, uh, inflation will drop really fast. And so it was shocking to hear Jerome Powell finally say, hey, we're going to be cutting. And maybe he's seeing that around the next corner because he sees things a little bit ahead of us. Maybe he's like, okay, shelter is about to drop here because we've got, you know, it takes like a year when they're looking at leases, okay, which makes up, I think, 10% of CPI. When they're looking at leases, they're not looking, they're looking at past leases they're not looking at these current and future leases. Okay. So that's where the data is, is lagging um, on overall shelter quite a bit. And so maybe he sees that finally after a year, it's going to start to catch up in quarter one and he's got to start talking rates cutting now, because remember if they wait until we get to 2% inflation to start cutting, it's too late. They've got to start cutting as we're going into 2% inflation. And they've said that the fed has, has, said that that will be the way that they do it um, because they don't want to go under 2% inflation. They want to have a perfect world of just straight 2% inflation. Anyways, um, I appreciate the update. I'm rooting for rates, obviously, to continue to go down. We get a five handle. You will see a market open up. Uh, it'll be hell's bells again or jingle bells if you will, <laughs> on the real estate market when we get into the fives, because all these pent up sellers that want to sell that are waiting for a more lucrative rate are going to do that. They're going to become buyers. You're going to see new, fresh inventory flying around. Uh, the five handle, the 5% 30 year fixed is, will bring a completely different market than we've seen in the last 12 months, where while we've seen prices go up because inventory has been starved, we've seen transactions shrink. Uh, you'll see transactions go back up in that scenario. All right, Chaz, you want to do a draft here for holiday movies to end the uh, end right. the show here before we go into the Christmas weekend. 
That's right. I would love to do a little uh, just three-round draft. Holiday movies. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. We'll post it up on our social media, right? Holiday movies. Rob, you won the last competition we had on here, so you're going to get the first pick. Byron, you're second. Okay. Skelly, you can go third, and I'll bring. I'll be clean up for the draft. We're right? going based on popularity, nostalgia. Your, What's the criteria? No, it's your vote. It's your okay. vote. Your top three movies, and then top we're going to let the fans three. decide who's got the best list. So, Rob, what do you got at number one? The number one draft pick for a holiday movie. I have National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, all right. National Lampoon's on the board. I'm going to, who's up next? Byron's up next. Byron's up next. I'm up, oh, I, the good, because I'm going to get my number one pick here. I'm going Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, Nothing Competes. This is Home Alone 1, uh, obviously based in Chicago. Just an incredible Christmas movie. I love it. All right, Skelly, you are up next. Byron's on the board with Home Alone. I'm going Christmas Story. Fragile. Fragile. Christmas story. That's a good one. Oh, man. All right. Because it's the 20th anniversary and I do find quite a bit of humor in it, I'm going to go Elf with my Ah. first pick. Okay. Which which Elf? The Will Ferrell Elf. The 20th anniversary. It's re-released in theaters. Got it. All right. So the Will Ferrell Elf version. uh, Back to to Rob. Back to Rob. The Grinch. Which specific right there? Old school or Jim Carrey? Going Jim Carrey. All right. Jim Jim, Carrey. Oh man. All right. Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey and the Grinch. Okay. Uh great falls to me. I love it. I've got the Tim Allen Santa Claus. Um, nice. Just, you know, Santa Claus one with Tim Allen, obviously from uh from the show back in our our days growing up. Uh what was the show with Tim Allen? Tool I'm time. Playing. Tool time. Uh, no. Home improvement. Home improvement. Home improvement. Home improvement. Home improvement. Home improvement. Tim Allen, Santa Claus. You haven't seen that one. That is a must watch. It's All good. Right. One for the 90s kids there. All right, Skelly, what do you got? All right, I'm going to go with some old school nostalgia. I'm going to go with the Claymation Rudolph with ah. the Abominable Snowman and the Dentist. Remember yes, yeah. Timmy. Timmy the Dentist, Timmy. right? Yeah. Okay. I like Timmy the Dentist there. Oh, man, putting the pressure back on me. You know, I, I don't know if this is going to be like a, a popular one, but I really enjoy it. We watch it every year. Christmas with the Cranks. Another Ooh, Tim Allen. One. Another Tim Allen movie. That's a good one. But Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, another so Tim good. Allen one. Is that kid-friendly? Yes. Yeah, very good. Very kid-friendly. Interesting. All right, Rob. The third and final pick in the holiday draft to be voted on by the one-team fans. Uh, I was going to keep it old school and do Miracle on 34th Street, the 19... 19- 47 well i don't know it's 1930 37 i believe Don't it is miracle on, on 34th oh, yeah. street all right rob closes it out with the miracle on 34th street okay Byron, um, what do you got with your final pick you know i'm torn to go the the grinch version of the whoville you know because my kids watch that all the time but you know i really can't pick that as a as a man here <laughs> so i'm going bad santa uh, bad, oh, i like oh, it i like it okay. bad santa i like that. bad santa with billy bob thornton uh, all right, Skelly. all right. I'm gonna go with the most controversial Christmas movie of all time. Might not win me the prize, but it will get the most comments. I'm gonna go with Die Hard. Oh, oh man, oh, man. I was gonna say, you that. know, so I, I've been I was talking to Cooper about this before the show. I'm gonna bring a, a little bit of controversy to the Christmas movie conversation here. I'm going Gremlins with my third pick. Gremlins, Ooh. Gremlins happens at Christmas, ends on Christmas. Okay, all about Christmas. Gremlins with my third pick. Okay, right, good picks. Let's let's post that to social media. Sue, see who wins uh, for their draft class. I hope everybody has an absolute 
Happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy. Well, we'll see you again before the new year here next week. Uh, but enjoy Christmas. Have a safe, healthy uh, Christmas. Enjoy some time with your family. Thank you to Service Station Equipment for supporting the show. Thank you to 94.9. Uh, thank you for all of the listeners, all of everyone here at 94.9. If you need us, you can come find us at oneteamct.com. Uh, Byron at as well if you need to email us directly. Have a great weekend, everybody. Merry Christmas. You listen to 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk.